And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It's play-by-play -play coming to you live here on this Tuesday. Casey Justclair here. We hope that everybody is having a wonderful start to their day. It's going pretty well here. Uh, we've got a fun show coming your way in the next segment of the fun show that we have coming your way. We're going to be going to Butch Terrio of the Homa Christian School Warriors. They're going to be taking on St. Charles Catholic, I believe, beginning today. Um, best two out of three series. They're starting that series super early, getting it in. Homa Christian School will be the underdog, but in baseball sometimes the underdog finds ways to do crazy things. St. Charles Catholic, I'm sure, is really good. But I've seen Homa Christian play. They ain't bad either. They got an opening round victory over Haynes Academy. And now they're going to be... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, now they're going to be moving forward today at 4.30, taking on St. Charles Catholic, trying to punch a ticket into the quarterfinals round of Division Three Select. That series will be today, tomorrow, and Friday. Nope, today, tomorrow, and Thursday, if necessary. All the games starting at 4.30 over at St. Charles Catholic. Um, and then at noon, we'll talk about some NBA stuff, some good games yesterday, some interesting games yesterday. I tried to warn y'all. I tried to warn y'all yesterday. I tried to warn y'all. I tried to tell you guys the bucks are like in, in deep. You don't want to mess with Jimmy Butler in a short series in a seven game series. Ah, uh, you could probably knock down the heat, right? You know, it. But whenever it starts getting, it's it's two to two late, or you know, it's it's now three to one in favor of the Heat, and all he's got to do is beat you a couple of times, you're in trouble because he's capable of doing what we saw last night, scoring almost sixty points and just running wild. The the Bucks are in trouble. I warned you yesterday, and you know we'll talk about that in the next segment of, or in the noon hour of the show. We'll talk about the Lakers and the Grizzlies. We'll talk about some of the other games that'll be played today. At 12.15, we're going to go to Terrebonne General for our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview with Mr. Stan Gravois. Stan and I will be chatting about things happening in the world of local sports and beyond the NFL draft coming up on Thursday. I'll ask Stan what position he thinks the Saints might target as they look to retool their roster and get themselves ready for the upcoming season. And then at the bottom of the show, I'll get you some betting picks and some different things that we like from the world of sports. Um I'm I'm struggling here because um we got to lead off today's show with with something that um is is not the easiest thing to talk about. Um a young man yesterday in our community was killed by gun violence. He was 16 years old. It's a young man that I saw play bitty basketball, that I saw play middle school basketball, that I saw play AAU basketball. <clears throat> and I'm not going to get up here and talk about, you know, I knew everything about the kid or, you know, or claim to have coached him or none of that. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I did watch him play certainly. And I, and I, I knew of him and I saw him grow up and, um, I wrote about this yesterday on Bayou sports and I'm going to illustrate and echo the same message here. And it's not the easiest thing to talk about. Right. And I'm not a dad. Right. So, you know, I'm not a parent, so I don't, I don't, ref, you know, I don't 
relate to you guys and th those struggles. But we've just got to do better, man. Like this, this, this was such an interesting and and not good situation to to hear about. You know, we've got to do better. Um, we've got to teach these kids to do better. We've got to teach these kids to be better. We've got to teach kids and young people to value life better than what we're doing right now. This happens too often. Yesterday it was with a young man that was, you know, a a student athlete. Um, but it happens often in our communities with young men who were not student athletes. It happens often around our state with young men who just get lost to tragic acts of violence, and we've got to do better. Um, adults, we've got, to, we've got to teach, you know, these children better the finality of their decisions. We've got to get these guns out of these kids' hands. We've got to get them more active. We've got to get them playing sports. We've got to get them staying focused on the things that matter. Um, and I don't know how to do that. And that's the reason why this is such a difficult conversation to have. And it's the reason why it's so awkward and it's the reason why I'm stuttering is the reason why this is probably not the best radio segment that I've ever done, but I think it's one of the most necessary radio segments that I've ever done because we've got an entire community right now that is hurting. We've got an entire community that's grieving something. Um, a 16 year old boy in our community is, is gone and he's not going to come back. Um, and no one has a good reason for why that happened. Um, I wasn't there. I will let the police figure out the ifs and the what's and, you know, all the different who's in the house. But I know this. Um, no one deserves to die when they're 16 years old. No one. And I don't care the circumstances. I don't care, you know, the, the situation. I don't care any of that stuff. No one deserves to die when they're 16 years old. And the fact that that happened yesterday is one thing. The fact that it happened and it feels like it's happening more often within our community is another. And we've just got to do better. Um, I can't imagine. I, I, I can't imagine. To those of you who knew the young man, um, we're thinking of you. We're praying for you. And we hope that the Lord uh, gives us peace uh, in this tough time. For those of you who are a parent and are just wondering, you know, hey, like, I don't want that to happen to my baby. Um, let, let, let's just teach them better the, the, the ways of life. Let's just teach them to love. Let's teach them to be forgiving. Let's teach them to communicate better. Let's teach them the basic fundamentals and principles of life that allow a person to be successful. Um, and doing that, knowing that, it's not going to be an absolute, right? We can't just flip a switch and say, hey, this will never happen again. No one's suggesting that. Um, but if we all do a little bit better, we could we can maybe save some lives, right? Um, because the instinct right now with young people is far too much to just grab a gun, go bang, bang, you know, and then it's over. That's not the way you resolve arguments. That's not the way you resolve differences with someone. That's not the way that real life works and they're too young and too immature to understand that once you make that decision it can't be reversed um once you make those decisions you are hurting someone else hurting everyone who knew that other person and are hurting your own life and the people who care about you as well because the people who are responsible for this are going to spend the rest of their lives in prison and rightfully so 
Um, so yeah, I, I apologize. Usually, you know, I want to talk about high school results and whatever, but I, I just, some things are unavoidable, right? Um, some things you got to talk about, some things you, you can't run from. And this was one of those things I didn't feel that we could, we could avoid. Um, so just thinking and praying for everybody, man, this is, a, this is a terrible thing. And our little sports community in our area is grieving. And I sincerely hope that authorities are able to find the person responsible for this, bring them to justice. It won't bring the young man's life back, but, you know, maybe it could, I don't know, maybe it could serve as a lesson to others that, you know, maybe you know, throwing your life away over something senseless and stupid and it, it maybe it's just not worth it. And maybe we could do better to protect these kids going forward because situations like this are beginning to happen more often. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, and it's just something that, that we as a community have to have to try to shake back from. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We're going to go to Butch Terrio of Homa Christian School in the next segment of the show. His team is starting their second-round playoff series today out at St. Charles Catholic. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed time is money don't waste both running around looking for filters batteries and belts and related items fleet supply warehouse delivers Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation.
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we go to Homa Christian School, where we have their baseball coach and athletic director, Coach Butch Terrio, on the line. Coach Butch, what's good, man? How are we doing today? Man, you know we're doing good. We got a playoff game today, second round. Absolutely. Very well said. Second round playoff game today, taken on St. Charles Catholic. It'll be a big challenge for your team. Best two out of three going on the road. But you guys are coming in hot. Got a sweep of Haynes Academy. Tell us about the way the boys competed in the opening round, man. Man, we competed real good. I don't know, Casey. I don't know you remember us talking way back in January, February, whatever that was, about, you know, how we talked about how not where we are right now, but where we're going to be at the end of the year. And, you know, it's been a testament to our program of the last couple weeks of how much we increased and grew as a team. And it showed uh, last Friday night. Pitching it well, man. Only gave up one run in the series. And, you know, your guys, I know they're young, but, you know, looking cool and, and collected out there on the mound in that postseason setting. Um, Got to be happy with that, bro. If you only limit the opponent to one run in an entire series, it's going to be hard to find a way to lose those games. Talk about the way you guys uh, pitched it. Man, if we could repeat that, man, I feel very confident about what's going on. <laughs> uh, we're going to need that, Casey. Uh, I'm, I'm very confident in our pitching staff, me and Coach Brandon. Terrio, you know, he calls my pitches. He's called a tremendous game. We've been so excited, uh, so happy with our pitching staff day in, day out, all year round. They, they give us everything they have to the last pitch. And I tell you what, it, it shows that, that that the work they put in in all season to get where they're at right now. Bro, I got to tell you, last week before game one, I made the trip out to y'all's little complex out there. Baseball was going on, softball was going on, and spent some time. I had not been there. I know there's a fairly new facility. Softball just opened up or whatever. I had not been there since everything was rolling. Man, that place is nice. Like, really, really nice. You guys are blessed, man. I was I was super impressed. And on that particular day, you guys get the win. Softball punches the ticket to Sulphur. Like, there's a lot of great things to be proud of out there right now, man. Man, we we so excited about our program right now, Casey. They got some big things happening. Uh, the, the addition to the softball uh, field out there at uh, – I like to call it the Warrior Complex. It has made a huge difference of uh, brightening up the things. We got a lot of capital improvements going on of making more of our grandstands a lot better, more uh, fan friendly, uh, fan oriented. Uh, we got a little ways to go, but as you can see, I mean, it's getting better and better each and every day. We take pride in our fields. We like to say we're the best grass fields in the area, and you know, we get a lot of compliments on that. Yeah, no doubt, man. Very well said. Um, in that series with Haynes Academy, you guys. Uh, our younger group, it's a group that maybe doesn't have, you know, as much postseason experience as maybe some other teams in the bracket. But you guys didn't look nervous at all. I was out there for, you know, some of the both games and you guys were playing poised and were competing. And like, how'd you get the kids to stay grounded, man? That's funny, Casey. We, me, me and Coach Brandon talked about it all year about our, our kids. And, you know, we, we you know, don't, don't change who they are. And our, our guys are just, you know, they're just baseball players. And we talked from day one. Uh, they they kind of started, man, who's on our schedule? Who are we playing? Who's this? And I said, guys, it doesn't matter. Each and every day we're going to face a faceless opponent. We're going to go there and play the game of baseball. No matter who's on the other side, we're going to play the way we know how. And they, they bought into that concept, and it, it's showing. Yeah, no doubt. Big challenge coming up, taking on St. Charles Catholic beginning today. First, before we ask you about the Comets, what led into the decision to play so early? You guys are kind of getting a head start on everybody else. What, what went into the scheduling side of it? Our softball team. There you go. Mostly. Uh, to be honest with you, but when we, when me and Coach Stein talked last week, their their team was actually still in it, and they were perennial uh, semifinal softball team as well. Uh, 
me and Wayne are really good friends. Actually, I coached Wayne when he was a freshman at St. Charles Catholic when I was there. And so we got to be good friends over the years. So we kind of talked about it. You know, he's an AD. I'm an AD. We both need to be at the game. When the earliest we could play, and he said, well, we could play Tuesday. I said, well, I know you're probably ready to play. He said, yeah. I said, well, we'll be ready. And that's how that came about. Okay. So give us a rundown of the game plan today. You guys are taking on a very quality opponent, number one team in the state in your classification. How are you trying to attack them and make sure that you guys are ready to roll? Well, we can't make any errors today. Uh, we can't walk anybody. We, we know that's a given. If we could eliminate their base runners, uh, our, our plan today is pitch like we've usually been pitching, keep us as close as we can throughout the game to give us more sense on inning by inning that we do have a chance to win and put pressure on them, then I think we got a shot. You know, we play in, like, you know, we we on we their money. You know, we uh, we on the house's money today. We got nothing to lose. Our guys know that, you know, if we go out and we lose two this weekend, that, you know, St. Charles just advances. But, boy, you know, if we could go out there and we could win one, win two, you know, we'll be the talk of the town. And I think they, they really engaged in that. Facing a, uh, you know, a quality opponent such as them, number one team in a different classification, how important is it in that game one today to get off to a good start? Just to let your guys know, hey, we're here, and to let them know, like, hey, it's going to be a fight. You guys are not going to be handed yeah. anything. Well, we, we got we got two things we're looking to do uh, with these two games, Casey, is – uh, we need to show our guys what the bar is. You know, and we feel that St. Charles is the bar of Division Three uh, playoff baseball. And, you know, we're excited about going up there and saying, hey, look, if you want to win a state championship, this is what you got to be. You can't be nervous. You can't. You got to go out there and play baseball. You got to let them know that you belong and that you want to win a title. And it's, it starts today. It, next year or the next year, whatever it may be, starts today. And this is what you need to see on who you need to be to be a state champion. That's, that's very well said, man. And I know you don't have time to focus on things like I'm about to ask you, but, you know, it's it's really cool. I mean, look, you, we got Thibodeau going to play Barb. We got Vanderbilt and E.D. White who are hosting, CCA's hosting. You guys are still in it. Like, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of local teams that are still competing, man. And one of the neat things is, is look, I go to your game the other day. There's a couple little boys from CCA out there watching. I go to the oh, yeah. Thibodeau game. There's, you know, some of your kids are out there after their game wrapped up. And, you know, there's some ED White kids. I feel like the baseball community supports it, it's each other. And I think that's really neat. Oh, it's, it's very exciting with baseball in this area. You know, uh, we're excited. I, I just wish we had more, more guys like you, Casey, that, that go and show the games. You know, I mean, Saturday when you, I think it was Saturday when you were showing the uh, South Terrebonne Thibodeau game, you know, how many coaches were calling in. I called in. G. Kassor called in. I saw Joe over there. I'm sure that, yep. you know, all the other coaches were around. We like to cheer each other on and, 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 you know, because that's our guys. You know, our guys know their guys. We're good friends. The coaches are good friends. You even mentioned it on the air. We call them for advice. They call us for advice. You know, it's a fraternity around here of good talent and good coaches. Some keys to victory. What do you guys got to do to punch that ticket to the next round and to go out there and slay the dragon? Oh, uh, we we got to play error free. Uh, and, and we got to get some timely hits. We got to get some guys on base and, and get them on, get them over, and, and get them in. If we could punch two or three, I, I, I think we got a shot. I think our pitch is good enough. I think our pitching is good enough to get three and beat these guys. Brother, before we let you go, there's a good opportunity that a home of Christian school warrior is going to be going to Omaha this year, man. The LSU Tigers continue yeah. to roll. They're 12-5 and five in the SEC. They got a sweep over Ole Miss. They're a better team when Gavin's in the lineup. We're thankful to have him back from his little injury mm-hmm. scare there recently. Um, 
Man, have you been in contact with him, any? And boy, uh, just from a, a baseball coach's perspective, that Tiger team's scary, man. They're playing really well. Oh, but I'd love to have that lineup today. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd love to have Gavin, to be honest with you, too. But uh, I mean, we we talked about it early week. I called Gavin early in the week, wanted to make sure that he was playing uh, last week, and uh, we talked about it. And I was telling him that we were in the playoffs, and, and you know, the last time we hosted a playoff game was, you know, with him on, on the team. And uh, like we, we haven't lost a home playoff game since uh, 2017. And a lot of that was the credit of Gavin Dugas. And he says, well, don't go and ruin my record. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so we were excited about that. He's excited about the program. You know, when you got a guy that you coach playing at that high level, seeing him wearing that purple and gold, your state have a chance to go to Omaha. You know, if you can watch me, watch him play baseball, you would laugh all the time at just the nervousness that I have watching him. I'm sure so, man. And, 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 you know, I'm sure, with especially with a younger team like you guys have, I'm sure it's got to be inspirational. Like, you know, hey, that little 14, 15-year-old freshman or sophomore, you could then tell them, hey, if you put in the time, like, you could be signing and playing some. Like, it is possible to be a home of oh, Christian yeah. school warrior and go off to that high level. We talk about it all the time, Casey. It's like, if you're good enough, they're going to find you. Yep. You work hard enough, they're going to find you. You know, ain't nobody saying, look, He's a 5-2 player, but he goes to home a Christian. He ain't coming to us. You know, they're going to find him. The same thing with Gavin Dugas when he played here at home a Christian. You know, he didn't have to go far to look for nobody because they were all calling him. You know, but Gavin is he, he's special to where as good as a baseball player is, is the same kind of person that he is. And I think that's why everybody just magnetizes towards him just with his character and, and his work ethic. And I try to tell these kids all the time about, you know, yeah, Gavin hit home runs, but he didn't wake up starting hitting home runs. That started at an early age of, you know, he would beg me to go. You know, he wore me out senior year by, hey, let's go take some ground balls, take some ground balls, let's go hit, let's go hit. You know, it was every day just to make him better. And, you know, it's paying off for You know, in about, oh, three months or so, you're going to have to plan a vacation. I don't know if you realize that. He's going to be playing rookie ball somewhere, who knows where, and you're going to have to plan a trip, bro. So I'm just letting you know right now, you might want to start, you know, saving and, and putting that in the budget, bro. Oh, it definitely did that we're gonna go watch him play. Uh that's already in the budget. Uh I do hope I think it's the Brewers that have the uh the Shuckers in Biloxi. There you go. And so hopefully he gets drafted by them and climbs up to double A right there. I just might move to Mississippi. <laughs> there you go, man. Look, thanks so much for the time. Good luck in your series pot, and then we're rooting for you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep, that is Coach Butch Terrier with Home of Christian School. They've got a big mountain to climb, but they've got a bunch of guys who are capable of climbing big mountains. Um, they're taking on St. Charles Catholic. If you look at the schedule, it looks daunting, right? St. Charles Catholic's the number one seed for the for a reason. They're really good. They've got a bunch of wins. You know, they they got victories over quality opponents, whatever it may be. But Homa Christian School has the one thing that you have to have if you want to upset someone like that. They've got the high level front end starting pitching that could potentially allow them to make that push. Um, so. I think they've got to get off to a strong start. I think they've got to figure out some ways to get some runs. I think that they've got to figure out, um, you know, how to navigate uh, the bases whenever they get on base. You know, do you bunt? Do you hit and run? Do you try to force the action? Do you, how do you handle that? But if they could do all of those things, they could maybe pitch it well enough to give themselves a great opportunity. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, uh, I'll talk some NBA in the next segment of the show. Some very interesting results from around the association last night. 
It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com.
Two very interesting games in the NBA last night. Interesting for their own reasons as we have the Miami Heat get a three games to one lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and really now the Bucks are in big fat trouble. Uh, the Bucks got to figure out a way out of this. They are one loss away from having their season ended. They were on the road last night, but had the game in their grasp. They were leading by double digits going into the fourth quarter. And then Jimmy Butler happened. What did I tell you guys yesterday? If I could play the audio over the air, I would play it for you. I said something along the lines of when Miami only needs to beat you once or twice and not four times anymore, it becomes a scary situation. Why? Because they've got veterans on their team that could become young again in short spurts and put you in a bad situation. Jimmy Butler last night was 19 of 28. He had 56 points. He had nine rebounds. It's 15 of 18 from the line. He did whatever he wanted to do. He got wherever he wanted to get. And here's the thing about the Bucs, man. Yeah, the Bucs are talented. Yeah, they've got some dudes that could really play. And, you know, they got some good shooters. And the Bucs are a bunch of old men. Bucs are a bunch of old men. Chris Middleton is an old man. Uh, he's 31 years. I'm, I'm saying old men relative to NBA terms. A lot of their key pieces that they rely on, Brooke Lopez, 35 years old. Um, you know, Joe Ingles, not a young guy, 35 years old. So, yeah, they got Giannis, and they got a lot of these shooters around Giannis, but a lot of those shooters are old men. And it's a team that doesn't defend particularly well against athleticism. And when you've got a guy like um, Jimmy Butler doing the things that Jimmy Butler was doing last night, it's going to be a struggle. And it's going to be a struggle for the duration of the series. It's going to be something that they're going to have to compete with for the rest of the way. Now, can they come back? Yeah, I think they can, right? But here's the danger. Here's the danger for Milwaukee right now. Watch the game last night. Oianis was wincing. He was in pain. He was not comfortable. He was exerting himself heavily. At the end of the game, he was really slowing down. I told you this also about back injuries. Another reason why I was worried about the Bucks. You got a hurt back. You're going to have a hurt back for a while. And if you play with a hurt back, the next time you play again, your back's going to be even more hurt. You're going to aggravate it. You're going to injure it more. It's going to be a factor. And I said this yesterday. I don't know that the Bucks are good enough to win with half of a Giannis. I think they're a team that because of their age, because of some of the um, deficiencies that they have, because of some of those things, I think that they are a team that needs to be fully healthy. Right now, they're not, and Miami's taking it to them. Where does it go from here? I would tend to think that in Game 5, Milwaukee would probably blow them out, right? I feel like Miami's going to put all their eggs in the basket of Game 6, try to get that last one at home and get out of here. The Bucks are actually an 11-point favorite in the next game. Just goes to show the level of dominance that Las Vegas thinks the Bucks are going to have in the next game. But what's to say that Jimmy Butler doesn't go wild and doesn't score 60 again? What's to say that Jimmy Butler doesn't now 
get double teamed or triple teamed, which allows their shooters to run free. What's to say that Miami can't do what they've already done three times in this series and find a way to win one more game? Because offense is not a problem. They're scoring at will. In game one, they scored 130 points. In game two, they scored 122 points. In game three, they scored 121 points. Last night, they scored 119 points. They're scoring at will. If they could figure out ways to get enough stops against a Bucks team that's kind of looking like a dented can, they could absolutely win this series. And it would set up, I think, what would be one of the most improbable second-round matchups in NBA history. Because not a lot of folks thought that the Heat would win, certainly. But also not a lot of folks thought that the New York Knicks would win. And we're looking at a situation where both of those teams may actually move forward. And, man, what a story would that be? What a story would that be if we could potentially be walking into a situation where the eight seed wins and then also the Knicks kind of get a semi-upset over the Cavs. We'd be looking at a situation where the Heat and the Knicks, one of those two teams, would be going to the Eastern Conference Finals, guaranteed. Whew, that's um, very, very interesting to say the least. And it makes you really wonder... <laughs> <laughs> especially if you're like, let's say, oh, I don't know, a Philadelphia 76er fan like me, right? If Joel and B could get that knee healthy and they could just somehow, some way get by the Boston Celtics in the next round. I know Embiid has that sprained knee and they're saying he's going to play, but he's going to be limited, whatever it may be. If Philadelphia could find a way to somehow get by Boston, they could potentially be back in a really good situation with a chance to make it to the NBA Finals and a chance to maybe win James Harden and Joel Embiid's first NBA championship. It's going to be an uphill climb. Boston's really tough. I think both of those teams, Philadelphia and Boston right now, are sitting in the catbird seat of trying to win the Eastern Conference. Both of those teams are positioned beautifully right now. I'm going to be going to Boomtown tomorrow. I promise you, I'm going to be laying some money on both Boston and Philadelphia to win the championship because the odds are still probably pretty long. But I think one of those teams is going to almost certainly come out of the East. And I think that everybody in the East is better than everybody in the West. So I think that that's a pretty safe bet right now that we're looking at Philadelphia and Boston in that second round series maybe being for the NBA championship. Last night... We also had a really good game uh, between the Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers went in overtime 117-111. to 111. And it was eye-opening to me. Um, I've said this a couple times here on the show. And sometimes people disagree, but I don't care because I'm right. New Orleans Pelicans made a mistake taking Zion Williamson at all. The New Orleans Pelicans should have picked John Morant first overall. I said it before that draft. I said it during Zion's rookie year. I continue to say it throughout the course of his career. I'm saying it right now again for all of you to hear. John Morant should be a New Orleans Pelican right now, and that single mistake to not take John Morant over Zion Williamson is going to haunt that franchise. It's going to continue to haunt that franchise for the next decade. Because, yes, the Memphis Grizzlies did lose 117-111 to last night, and they are down three games to one in their series against the Los Angeles Lakers. But I'm watching John Morant play last night with a broken bone. He's got a broken bone in his hand right now. He's playing. He's in pain. Every time he hits the floor, he's wincing, and he's near moved to tears almost at times. 
but he's competing. He wasn't at his best last night. He can't shoot the basketball. 19.7 assists, three steals, but he's getting to the rim. He's doing the best that he can. And it was loud last night to notice that you've got a Memphis Grizzly player playing with a broken bone in the NBA playoffs when you got another guy in the league who's about the same age, about the same profile, about the same level of star right now, who's not in the playoffs at all because, ooh, I got a boo-boo, and I, I, I don't feel like taking care of my body when I have my boo-boo, so I'm big. Oh, Zion don't feel like Zion. Zion don't want to play. Zion don't want to be in the playoffs. Boo-hoo. It's eye-opening, and it's, and it's shameful. The level of which John Moran is a better competitor to Zion Williamson. And in the NBA, you win with competitors. You don't win with, I'm going to go and take a seat because I don't feel like myself today. It is what it is. LeBron James gets all the credit last night because he made like the big shot to force overtime or whatever, drove to the goal, forced overtime. Here's the thing about the Lakers, bro. In a vacuum, do I think that the Lakers have one of the most talented teams in the Western Conference, if not one of the most talented teams in the NBA? Absolutely, I do. I absolutely think that the Lakers, in any one game, could contend with anybody in the NBA. But here's the dirty little secret about the Lakers, and all you Laker fanboys who are coming out on social media and you're talking noise, and, oh, man, this is our year, and everybody slept on us, blah, blah, blah. This run's going to be over real soon. Because at the end of the game last night between the Lakers and the Grizzlies, I looked at two teams. I saw a Grizzlies team that looked fresh but just didn't know how to win yet. So they were kind of missing some open shots and were struggling turning over the basketball. And then on the other side, I saw a Laker team that was just exhausted. The Lakers are not equipped to play basketball for the next two months. LeBron James last night, until the final minutes, looked like he had no interest in playing an NBA playoff game. He was passing the basketball, being very passive, not aggressive whatsoever. And they are a roster that the way they're constructed right now, <clears throat> they're not going to survive the grind. They look gassed right now. And in the first round, taking advantage of a league that's babying them and coddling them and giving them more rest than everybody else. They looked exhausted. Anthony Davis last night, 4 of 13 from the field, looked like he could barely walk. LeBron James last night, up until the final stages of the game, looked like he didn't want to be there. You mean to tell me this team's going to keep winning, playing every other night for the next two months straight when they look exhausted and look like the tank and the check engine light is on right now? Ain't no damn way. No way. This is a Laker team that, yeah, they'll probably get by Memphis, right? You're up three to one. You got one shot to or three shots to win one. But in the next round, can they beat the Kings or the Warriors? Kings would run those guys into the dirt. Warriors, can they really beat Golden State in a series? I don't think they can. Going forward beyond that, could they bang with Jokic or could they beat the Sun? I don't think they could beat either of those. The, the Lakers are going to win one series, this series, and then they're done after that. This idea that they're going to make this big surge and this big run, they, they, look, they look like they have played 10 more games than everybody else and they, in reality, have only played four playoff games and have had more rest than everybody. They look tired right now. 
So congratulations on what looks like it's going to be an opening round upset win over Memphis, but you're done after this. You're done after this. And if I'm wrong, I'll wear it. I'll tell you I'm wrong, but I don't see that team having enough gas in the tank to continue to push forward. They look like they're exhausted right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis made a series of this. I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis went home, blew them out in game five. I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis gave them hell in games. I wouldn't be surprised if this series right here isn't even over yet. Tonight, we got Atlanta and Boston. Boston's going to move forward tonight. We got Denver and Minnesota. Denver's going to probably move forward tonight. We got the Suns and the Clippers. The Suns are probably going to move forward tonight. I would favor all three of the home teams. If I were betting on it, I'd probably parlay all of the three home teams. And I, I just don't see the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard um, having enough fight. I don't see the Timberwolves having enough. And I, I just certainly don't see the Hawks having enough. So we'll be keeping our eyes on that. Let's get a break. When we get back, we're going to Mr. Stan Gravois. For our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview with Stan, it's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in La Rose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. 
Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisler here. We go to the phone lines for another call in guest today, and that would be Mr. Stan Gravois for our Terrebonne General Tuesday interview. Stan's on the phone lines now. Good afternoon, my friend. How are you today? Uh, doing well, Casey. I mean, you know, the Lakers won, but I guess <laughs> I'll live. Right. The Lakers win again. We'll get to the NBA playoffs in the next segment because, or the next segment, a little later in the, the this segment because one actually about some of the injuries, man. Like, it feels like everybody's got their star player hurt right now. Let's stay local. Let's talk some high school first. Um, we got Thibodeau moving on in the baseball playoffs. We got Homa Christian starting their second round series today. Vanderbilt, E.D. White, CCA all starting later in the week. On the softball side, we've got two teams in the semifinals competing for championships. Man, um, looks like Sulphur, Louisiana is going to be a popular resort destination for folks in this area. I, I know we got two softball teams there. I think we might have some baseball teams there as well. Yeah, you know, starting with softball, it'll be uh, not only do we have two teams there, I think two teams that certainly could compete for a state championship in Division Two and Division Three select. I think Vanderbilt probably has a little bit better chance related to uh, the competition, although it's not going to be easy. And I don't, I don't, you know, I think they thought the whole shebang was going to be that they were going to be playing Archbishop Hannon and, you know, and moving on from there. And now it's a little bit different, but I think that they just sort of feel like they have a competitive edge there. And then uh, we've seen what Homer Christian can do this year. If they get a little bit of a, uh, because uh, I think you have to have it at this point, right? A little bit of luck. Uh, anything could happen. So, yeah, you're going to have uh, uh, the bi-region invading for softball. And baseball, it's going to take a little bit more. I, I guess we need to really put things in perspective that we're only entering in round two, and we need to get through round three to get to sulfur. But the nicest thing about all of this is, is at least everything's back in sulfur at the same place. So if you want to go out, and you want to see state championship baseball and state championship softball, you don't have to travel all around the state of Louisiana. It's all in the same place. Stan, you know, let's talk softball for a second. Um, Homa Christian School punched their ticket to sulfur on the arm of a seventh grader. Vanderbilt punched their ticket to sulfur on the swinging bat of a ninth grader. We're just getting started, brother. It was unbelievable, the youth in this area, man. It's mind-boggling. It it is, and it's and it's and it's boys and girls. Yep. I mean, because when you think about it, there's a lot of young kids who are 
going to be your guys in the future or going to be your girls who are going to carry those teams. Uh, I did mention, you know, on Saturday, the one thing about the girls that's always interesting is that sometimes they peak in the ninth, 10th grade. So you don't know what it's going to be like when they get a little older. Usually the guys, if they're really good in the ninth grade, then they're superstars when they're in the 12th grade. So, so I, yeah, I think the future certainly is bright. And the one thing about baseball and softball in the area, softball I think at one time was really strong in our area. Then it sort of went into a lull, and now I think it's coming back. Baseball, we found the last couple of years, has been very popular. And and I don't know if it could be as good as last year. I mean, when you have two teams that are probably, uh, you know, less than 10 miles apart that both win a state championship, and then you, you go a circle in a radius a little bit bigger of about 50 miles, you got a bunch of other schools that could be right there in that number. I, I, I don't know if it's that good this year. Uh, I don't know that we'll see as many teams going to Sulphur in baseball, but the one thing that is for sure the sport as a whole is a lot better in the area, and I think it's going to continue to be better, which uh, improves facilities, it improves your coaching staffs, it does all of those things. It's really hard to find coaches for high school football now. It really is. Not necessarily a head coach, but I'm talking about just staffs. But, boy, you don't have to worry about that in baseball as much anymore. Baseball seems to have, you know, those coaches that really want to coach that are kind of have come out the woodwork over the last probably 10 years. So, yeah, I think we're in a really good place related to those two sports. You know, there are some folks that are going to be ex- extremely excited about that. That'll be our travel coaches. Shane was telling us that the young ladies from Home of Christian softball play travel with the young ladies from Vanderbilt. And I'm thinking, man, that's one heck of a team. Then, of course, you got Joe out there on the baseball side who just makes a Bayou Region all star team on baseball every summer. Whew, you and I might have to go and uh, find a ballpark somewhere out in the rivers or somewhere when, where our local teams are playing because it feels like that's going to be a show. Well, that's one thing. You know, when it comes to competition, I know when I was a kid, you didn't know the other players near as much as what you know them now. You know, we're, we're in the beginning stages of getting this uh, all-star game for the high school baseball players together. And when you're talking to the coaches, they start making reference to names of kids that you think are on their team, but they're not. They're on another team. They just know them so well. Everybody seems to know everybody. And I would say a lot of that's probably attributed to Joe with the Hogs related to baseball. I would say now that you have the form and LBA and, and what used to be called the magic back in the day with softball, a lot of them play together. You mentioned it. The girls' team from Homer Christian and the girls' team from Vanderbilt Catholic, if you split them right down in half and put them together, uh, that's who pretty much played for the form for the last couple of years. So you have a lot of kids who really know each other well, and uh, that's what we've gotten to, getting them together in the summer and having superstar teams. The only problem with Joe this year related to the Southland Hogs is I don't think there's enough room on the roster. I mean, somebody else somebody else needs to put a team together because I think it could be very much just as competitive. You know, we've got on the baseball side of things, we've got Vanderbilt who will be taking on the Willow School. E.D. White will be heavily favored in their series, I think, against Bolton. Um, CCA is playing Ascension Christian. That's a one-gamer. Then, of course, we got Assumption, who's going to be heavily favored. Lutchers is going to be heavily favored. The one underdog is going to be Thibodeau. They're going to take on Barr. But, you know, man, I tell you this, and I haven't seen Barr playing. I know they've only allowed 34 runs all season. they got a great pitching staff. And 
But here's the thing, man. Thibodeau's going out there. They're playing with house money. No one's expecting them to win. Um, but they did something in that three-game series with Sal Terrebonne stand that's it's hard to repeat. Every single player in that lineup, one through nine, reached safely all three games. In game two, their nine-hole hitter hit a long, towering three-run home run. So they've got a great offense. Curious to see how they crack a great pitching staff. But, man, no one's expecting you to win. Just go have fun. Who knows what might happen? I'm looking forward to seeing the results of those. Yeah, listen, this morning I had the opportunity to see Mike Barber. He was actually on his way to go into Vanderbilt Catholic because they were voting for the all-district team for 748 this morning, and they were having a meeting there at Vanderbilt, and he had to stop here and drop off some things. And, uh, by the way, I would love to thank him. Uh, he did something that was sort of emotional for me. He uh, he presented me with a state championship ring from last year. That's awesome, uh, man. He did he just out of, you know, supporting the school and being a coach there, baseball way back when. And so anyway, I, I got off the subject with that, but I am very proud and I was very thankful for that. But I, I mentioned to him, did you like the idea that you had to play Thibodeau first? And he said, no, I wanted to play Barb. And I said, what? And he said, I wanted to play Barb. He said, what do you, like, what do you got to lose, right? You go out there, you, you give it your best shot. Uh, you get a guy on, you do some things, you play kind of loose. You, As you mentioned, you're playing with house money, so to speak. He said, I would have loved it, plus the fact that their big gun, the LSU signee, can't play in this series. He can't play until they would get to Sulphur if they were to get to Sulphur. And this guy's special. The rest of their arms are like, <laughs> this is, I know a lot of high school coaches out there are going to go, what? Uh, their other arms are only in the upper 80s, right? <laughs> only. <laughs> uh, but this kid is a, is a mid-90s guy, you know, on the high school level. He uh, he was sitting on a bucket uh, while uh, BP was going on, and a stray ball hit him, and it uh, hit him good in a, in a rough area. Uh, and uh, he is unable to play until that team would get to Sulphur. So this is a prime opportunity that you're playing a team without their ace, so to speak. So, yeah, when you say that about Thibodeau, it's going to be really interesting because, you know, Thibodeau's not your superstar-studded team where you just got to get these three guys. You got to worry about everybody, right? The one thing that Mike felt like couldn't happen, so I'm kind of using his verbiage on this, is he always thought that it was a situation where, uh, both Ian Rodrigue and the Gravois kid who pitched for Thibodeau both threw strikes consistently until they played them this past week. And he thought maybe, you know, just the hype of that game, and he said there were a lot of people there, that they got a lot of walks off of those guys. He said you can't do that. You can't go out there and walk guys and give them free bases and things like that. So, uh, again, I think Thibodeau's going to be playing loose and easy, and I am real curious because baseball's that one game that you can you can do that and you can play loose and usually it's to your advantage. So yeah, I'm going to be watching and, and listening what comes out of uh, Lake Charles, no doubt. Nichols going to the box today, taking on LSU. Both teams coming off of sweeps this weekend. Both teams stand are in first place in their conferences. Man, look, I was telling my, my pop this today. There's a possibility. It's going to be a preview of LSU's opening round regional game. There's a chance Nichols wins the Southland, gets in and is matched up with LSU in the tournament. Like We may see these two play one another again in the next couple weeks. 
Yeah, let me caution people about these midweek games, too. The one thing, the plus for Nickel State, probably not for LSU, but for Nickel State, you know, when you're talking about PowerPoints in the high school level, there is an index with college baseball, too. And a win for Nichols, obviously, would be big related to that. Here's the flip side of it. Uh, people might not know this, but last week, and correct me if I'm wrong, last week LSU lost to UL, right? Yes, sir. UL went on this weekend to lose three games to a mediocre team in the Sun Belt Conference. LSU went on to win three games against Ole Miss in the SEC. Don't get caught up on these midweek games. If you were to tell Coach Silva, hey, Coach Silva, you have the opportunity of beating Nichols this, uh, excuse me, LSU this today, this week, but then this weekend you're going to lose your three Southland Conference games. He would trade that in a heartbeat. I think he would trade it in a heartbeat. So that being said, somewhere along the line, we have to keep these midweek games in some kind of perspective, right? Uh, again, I do understand what it would mean to Nichols. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think Nichols is the best team in the Southland Conference. Unfortunately, you better be hot for the Southland Conference tournament yep. because there's a good chance there's only one team coming out of the Southland Conference. And if you weren't that team that got hot for the tournament, it ain't you. So that being said, whereas we know LSU is going to be in there, we know LSU is going to be one of the top seeds. Nichols, quite honestly, just has to continue to play well and sort of peak for their conference tournament. Speaking of Nichols, um, they hired a new men's basketball coach, and they're actually introducing him right now on campus. That'd be Tavon Sadler. He's a young guy. He's a former colonel. And, boy, if you just kind of plug in the context clues of Jonathan Terrell's hires, Rebo, well, he was, Rebo was not a Jonathan Terrell hire, but either way, just looking at the athletic department right now, you got Rebo, who's a River Parish guy. Justin Payne on the women's basketball side is a colonel. Tavon Sadler on the men's basketball side, who is a colonel. Uh, JT tells me all the time, whenever I'm going to do work for Nichols, said, man, we love having people from this area doing things for Nichols. They're localizing that department for better or for worse, man. Very interesting to see them go with a young guy, but a young guy who's a colonel and understands what that program means. I heard this was a sort of a uh, theory that was thrown down by a high school coaching friend of mine. And he said, and, and actually – it sort of makes sense. He said he finds a lot of our state universities, excluding LSU, are sort of going back to that model where they're getting like hometown heroes, guys who came through your school and were really good, who can relate to your school, because quite honestly, LSU is more national in stature. It's more, you know, if you think of the last probably five to ten superstars at LSU, they're not from Louisiana. So why not, if you're going to be a state school, kind of get that person from Louisiana that, or at least your local regional area that you think he come in. So maybe not a bad mood. I'll, I'll, I'll move. Excuse me. Obviously, Tim Rebo has done a good job, and he loves Nichols, and he's probably had the opportunity to go other places, and he stayed home. Uh, so I've I, I got no problems with it. Every, and I don't know the young man who's getting a job there at Nichols, but everybody talks well of him. I've seen Ricky Broussard uh, post some really good things about the guy. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good philosophy, and I think that it, it certainly can pay off. 
LSU's spring football game was Saturday. It was a spring football game, man. They they were competing loosely. Um, no, that go, was less. That was less than a spring football game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it's a couple of highlights. Kyron Lacey, look, they talked him up the whole spring, and then he shined bright. He played really well. Jaden Daniels was 10 of 11, looked sharp, looked like a guy who could potentially be an all-conference caliber player. LSU really didn't have any of their running backs, so it was almost like a 7-on-7 game in some respects, but they weren't even really trying to run the ball. What did you take, man? There was some good, there was some bad. I think the secondary maybe has got to get a little better. I didn't see a whole lot of guys back there who are interested in tackling. Missed a couple of field goals. That's maybe a little concerning. What'd you make of it? Yeah, I, I think that the game itself was played because you sort of have to do it, and I don't think that there was a whole lot of stock put in it by Coach Kelly and his staff. I think they got more out of what they saw in the practices uh, leading up to that game. So there's that. I, I The person I am impressed with the most is Kyron Lacey, quite honestly. I You know, I thought when he made the move to LSU, I was like, okay, I get it if you want to go there and maybe back up some guys. Well, that's not what he's doing, man. He's He went over there and he's sort of taking uh, control, and I, I think he is in prime condition for a, a good role with that team this upcoming year. So obviously him being a local guy, keeping a, a real close eye on that, very impressed with Jaden Daniels and what he's done in the spring and what that means for LSU in the future. Uh, a lot of guys from the area went to the LSU clinic the week before, and they were very impressed with some things as compared to the year before because those same guys who went the year before said you can tell it was still a bunch of guys trying to get their feet wet there, trying to catch on, trying to you know, just do some things with a bunch of new faces. And now they said it's much more – not necessarily at ease, but it's much more comfortable for everybody there. So I, I think there are going to be some really good things. The one thing, again, keeping things in perspective, there's a lot of other teams out there that are saying the same thing, you know, that are going through the same thing. So, you know, we're hearing really good things. We expect really good things. But I guess there's a lot of other schools, do too, out there that are hearing and seeing good things in their programs. So a two-part question for you. The first part, what position do you think the Saints are going to draft? Then the second part, and I'm talking with the first-round pick, and then the second part, will they stay at that perch at the back end of the first round, or will they swing up to the teens or maybe the early 20s somewhere and try to trade up to go get somebody? I don't think they're going to move up. If they do move up, I would imagine it's for a superstar lineman. But, no, I don't think so. And I think they're going to sit where they're at and – this is just basically going by other people that I've talked to who know a whole lot more than me about the Saints, that it might be a tight end, that it might be with a guy from Notre Dame if he's still on the board. Uh, and, and certainly they do need a tight end. But uh, I, I think probably that's – that's and that wouldn't bother me. You know, last year they did some things where I was like, well, you, you know, you quite didn't understand. This year it's more – you know, this is a need, this is what we're going to go after, and hopefully there's a pretty good guy there. Uh, the intriguing thing to me, especially with Alvin Kamara being in the situation he's in, is that if you do have the opportunity to get the best running back in the draft, because God knows running backs basically drop to nothing now, do you get, you know, that superstar running back or that top guy? I think this year they think the guy out of Texas or whatever is going to be the top guy. Do you take a chance and do that? But no, no, I, I – I, you know, I, and the short answer is I think it'll be a tight end. 
Let's talk the NBA playoffs really quickly before we wrap up, man. Um, everybody's got injuries right now, man. It feels like the NBA playoffs are just a battle of attrition and who's going to stay the healthiest. The 76ers, Joel Embiid is injured. The Bucks, Giannis is injured. The Clippers, Kawhi Leonard is injured. John Moran is injured. Like It feels like it's just whatever team survives the two months of the postseason. I have a theory, and I've always had a theory, is that, hey, these guys don't play hard in the regular season at all. So whenever their intensity level ramps up, their bodies aren't ready for it. Let's say you, man, it's alarming to see that like it's going to just be whatever team could survive that's going to be the team that wins it all. Oh, well, our, our theory is exactly in tune with each other because I think that's exactly it. How do, you, how do you do all of this all year long, half, and I'm not going to use the word I got in my mind, but half, you know, not all the way, and then you get into the playoffs and you have to turn it on, and you can't. That's, I really believe that that's what the problem is. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, they play too many games in a year and all of this. They've always done that. You know, if you go back to, you know, when the Celtics were dominant in the late 60s and then you go into the 70s uh, with the Lakers being pretty dominant and you go into the 80s with the Celtics and the Lakers being, you know, a fun matchup in the 76s, those guys played every game all year long. And then when you got to the playoffs, nobody was hurt. And if they were hurt, it was sort of Larry Bird lying down on his stomach on the bench when he was taking out the game just to get his back right, and he went right back in the game. But you didn't hear guys not playing, so that's that's sort of mind-boggling to to me. And I, I don't quite get it. Uh, I the other thing is I couldn't tell you who's going to win this. It's whenever you think you sort of have it figured out, you know, you have the Bucks doing what the Bucks did last night. I, it's really tough to pinpoint who that team is. It's, and you know what? I, I have a little fear of me that maybe it's the Lakers. You know, on a given night, if they could squeak out series by series, I'd have, a, I'd have to believe that they're going to get tired eventually. But right now, I think everybody's in play. That's crazy, man. It's crazy to think. Um, go back to LSU baseball for one more question, then we'll wrap up. The Tigers, I think, had probably their best pitching weekend of the season out at Ole Miss. Uh, Skeens wasn't his normal self, but they got three shutout innings of relief uh, in that game. Ty Floyd was excellent. Christian Little was excellent. The bullpen kind of gave away that Sunday game before they took it back. Stan, I've been telling people all year, like if this LSU staff just allows four or five runs instead of six or seven runs, it's going to be a team that's going to be hard to beat. They did it last weekend. If they could keep repeating that, who is going to be a tough team to beat? Well, you know, you bring up Ty Floyd. Uh, you can look at Ty Floyd when he's pitching that middle game, and in the second inning, just look at him. Like, look at his eyes, and you can tell if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes he's got that kind of lost deer lost in the headlights looking you like uh oh you know and you're right if it's a three-run game or a four-run game or even a five-run game you feel confident but then you know when it's three walks in a row or uh, two walks and then a hit batsman you, you sort of scratch your head just a little bit the one thing i would say is is related to lsu baseball which i think is the best and mo most mind-boggling that of all they've never lost two games in a row this year Think that's, about that. That's incredible. They've not, lost, they've not lost two games in a row. That's how you win a World Series in Omaha. 
you just you just don't put back to back losses together. And I think they figure out ways to do it. I, I agree. Obviously, we know what Skeens is, and then after that, we know that Ty uh, can be that guy. You know, uh, Little has flashes of it from now and then. Uh, I I always feel like on a given weekend they may have one bad game pitching, but they're going to get two. Not great games. They're going to get one great game, one good enough game, and maybe one game that you're just thinking, man, if the pitching could have helped out a little bit. So, so again, if you don't lose two in a row, you're going to win. Think about that. If they go this whole year without losing two in a row, you are the national champion. <laughs> you know what's crazy is yesterday I made the statement of, oh, man, they're about to go on a run. The schedule's lightening up. And then I realized – you're 32 and 7. Your whole season has been a run. <laughs> yeah, oh no. And listen, I'm not even if it's Mississippi State who's not supposed to be this great. Even if it's Alabama who's middle of the road. If you come out of that series 2 and 1, will I be disappointed? Yes. I watch that final game against Ole Miss. If they would have lost that game and Trubinsky wouldn't have come up with that that shot, would I've been disappointed? Yes. Would it have put a little bit of doubt in my mind? Yes. But after I would have thought about it for a while, I would have said, they won two out of three. Shut up. That's it. They won two out of three. That's all you need to continuously do, and you're going to be just fine. No doubt. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. And, hey, look, man, sincerely, congratulations. That championship ring is earned. It's deserved. You put in a lot of time at that school and with that baseball program. I was smiling from ear to ear when you were saying that, man. Congratulations. You deserve it. Well, thank you, Casey. I'm actually just staring at it right now in the case. So it's, it's, it's very nice, very, very humbling, and uh, I appreciate that from, the, from Mike and his staff. It was from him and his staff, and uh, just for, uh, for helping out. Uh, the sad part is I really don't want to help out very much, but I, I do support, and, and I appreciate it, and uh, it, it, a very, very nice surprise this morning. So what you got to do now, and I'm going to give you a little homework, you got to take a picture of that one, and then you got to take a picture of the one that you guys earned when you were when you were coaching football. So I'm sure there's a little bit of a size difference. I'm sure championship rings have evolved a little bit in, over the years. You will get that when I get home today. <laughs> if I can find that 91, I got it somewhere. I'm going to put them side by side, take a picture, and you are going to crack up laughing. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, if I don't have arthritis in my finger right now if i'd wear this thing i'd have it really quick <laughs> have a great day buddy <laughs> all right take care yep that is stan gravel doing an excellent job we love chatting with him we ran a little bit long with him but we had a lot to talk about and um look man there's there's no one that supports he he's underselling his his uh, level of impact terrible general does an unbelievable job supporting the local high school programs and he absolutely positively deserves that championship ring <laughs> and uh, hopefully we got some teams in our area that are going to be doing their darndest to try to win another one. Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. Um, I'll get you some picks and some different things that I like today. We'll also talk a, a little bit about the LSU Nichols baseball matchup and some different things. It's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. 
Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the Confident and Towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Join the Hot Sauce Express weekdays on the Rage and Cajun. Tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet, the Hot Sauce Express. And it's all brought to you in part by Later the Sea General Hospital and Golden Motors. Don't forget, that's the Hot Sauce Express, weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on the Rage and Cajun. KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare benefits line now. It's easy. Call 800-810-8655. 800-810-8655. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-810-8655. 800-810-8655. Eight six five five. Get ready, Gritter, New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Alario Center in West Wego. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. Come to the Alario Center in West We Go to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Rick Warren. Do you know God has a dream for your life? It's bigger and it's better than any dream you could ever think up on your own. And when you read my new book, Created a Dream, 
the six phases God uses to grow your faith, you're going to get the tools that you need to find and follow the dream that God created just for you. Be sure to get your copy today at pastorrick.com forward slash dream and get on the path to living the extraordinary life that God planned for you. Medicaid members, keep your address and phone number up to date to make sure you receive important information about your health insurance and you don't risk losing your coverage. If you get a letter from Louisiana Medicaid, follow the directions and respond to it as soon as possible. For questions or to update your info, call the number on your insurance card or visit healthy.la.gov. That's healthy.la.gov. Remember, keep your contact information up to date and respond to Medicaid letters so you don't lose your health care coverage. LSU will be taking on Nichols tonight at Alex Box Stadium on the Diamond. Um, I think Stan hit the nail on the head when he came on in the last segment. We want to thank him, by the way, for his time in the last segment. Don't don't expect a whole lot either way. If Nichols comes out, plays well, and beats him, it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Um, if the Tigers come out and run rule them, it doesn't mean that Nichols is not good or anything of the sort. Um so we'll see how this one shakes out. Uh, looking at the pitching matchups, oh, there were no starting pitchers listed either way, so we can't look at the pitching matchups, and that there lies goes to the point that we're making is that you can't read too much into those midweek games. The teams are just trying to put together a ball game, stay sharp, and, and get themselves ready for the upcoming um, conference schedules. Nichols will be taking on Northwestern over the weekend. LSU will be taking on Alabama over the weekend. And those are the games that the teams are trying to get themselves ready for. But that'll be on SEC Network Plus tonight, and uh, it should be fun. You know, Nichols is good, man. Like, there's not a fluke what they're doing. They're 22 and 16. They've got some dudes that can hit. They've got some uh, pitching depth. They've got some high-level starting pitching. And it's going to be fun to watch that one um, play out tonight. LSU, obviously, very heavily favored. Um, Should be expected to win. Should be expected to win by several runs. But... You never know. You never know what might happen in the game of baseball. That's why baseball is such a beautiful game. The NFL draft begins Thursday, and Kentucky standout Will Levis has seen his odds to be the number one overall pick rise via an anonymous Reddit post that said that uh, Levis was being told that the Carolina Panthers were taking him number one overall. So Vegas apparently thinks that there's legitimacy to this Reddit post, Bryce Young still has the top odds to be picked number one overall, but Levis's stock apparently has risen from let's see, forty to one odds to four to one odds to be taken first overall. Um, I don't know who is or who isn't going to be the number one overall pick. I would t- tend to think it'd be Bryce Young. I know this: if it's Will Levis, um, the Panthers are getting a guy who can't play. <laughs> <laughs> They're like straight up. If if it's Will Levis who's the number one overall pick, the Panthers are getting a guy who can't play. I watched this dude his entire career at Kentucky, and I was mind blown by the fact that he was considered a prospect at all. I'm thinking like Danny Etling, six three two thirty two. He's got some pretty good size. Nineteen touchdowns and ten interceptions last year. He can't run. He's not mobile. He doesn't have a particularly accurate arm. I don't understand the excitement about this guy. I just don't. 185 for 283 last year passing, 65% completions, 2,400 yards, 19 touchdowns, 
10 interceptions. That's a whole season. Joe Burrow would have had 19 touchdowns in like four games, five games. Levis, let me tell you like this. Lynn Levis's entire career, he had, uh, let's do the loose math here. That's 43, 40, 46 touchdowns. Joe Burrow had 60 in one season. So <laughs> there you go right there. It's a guy who couldn't start at Penn State, transferred to Kentucky, and had moderate levels of success, right? Like he should be drafted. But the idea that he's the number one overall draft choice potentially it's embarrassing. There ain't no way that you can watch college football and tell me that he's the guy that's most ready to make an impact at the NFL. Are you kidding me? There's no way. Um, Bryce Young is, I think, the best quarterback. There are concerns about his size or whatever it may be. I think he's tough enough to overcome that. He took some vicious hits in Alabama. I think Bryce Young should be number one. I like uh, C.J. Stroud over Levis. I like um, maybe even Anthony Richardson over Levis. Um but yeah, to see his odds rise via a Reddit post, uh, <laughs> sports betting is crazy, man. We, we all uh, are degenerates in our own way, I guess. Speaking of the aforementioned sports betting, we stayed hot yesterday. What did we tell you yesterday? We told you Miami plus eight and a half, right? We told you over, right? We told you over for the Lakers game, right? Guess what? Bing, bing, bing. Hit them all. Today in the NBA, I like... Over 220 for the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. I like that one to go over. Uh, that's about the only thing I like in the NBA today, but they got some big old lines set in those games today. I like the Dodgers, minus 126 money line over the Pirates. The Pirates are good, but they ain't there yet. The Dodgers are going to beat up on them today. I like the Rangers, minus 142 money line over the Reds today. Um, let's see what else we got today. I like over seven and a half runs for the Astros and the Rays. I like the Braves minus one and a half run line over the Marlins. And the last one that I'll give you today from the world of MLB or the Diamondbacks minus 142 money line over the Kansas City Royals. So that'll put a pin in us today. That'll wrap up today's show. I want to thank Stan Gravoff for the time. We had a great interview segment with him. I want to thank Coach Butch Terrio for the time today. Man, I sincerely hope that those Homo Christian School Warriors go out to uh, St. Charles Catholic and do in the words of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, was it Dwayne? The yeah, yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Knock the snot out of those Rudy Poo. And I'm not going to say what comes after that. Um, but hopefully, Homa Christian School gets that victory today, gets their series started off on the right foot. We've got some high stakes high school baseball games that will be played in the next 72 hours. Homa Christian School plays uh, the next three days. CCA plays Thursday in a winner-take-all game. Vanderbilt starts their series. E.D. White starts their series. Assumption and Lutcher start their series. And, of course, we got Thibodeau making the trip to West Louisiana uh, out to Lake Charles to play Barb. So we'll be following all of those things throughout the course of the next several days. Let's wrap it up for right here. Casey Jisclar saying adios. Tomorrow we've got Taylor Griffin Lined up, we've got our mailbag, which we'll probably not get to because we always run late with Taylor. And we're going to um, look forward to having another wonderful show. Have a great rest of the day. You guys, God bless. Take care of this wonderful, or take care, um, take advantage of this wonderful weather, rather. Because, um, man, some tells me in the next two, three weeks it's going to get a lot hotter than what it is right now. I'm out. Have a great day, y'all. God bless. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow.